It's about you, your health, your family, and your community. This is Sunday Morning Magazine with your host, Rodney Lear. And good morning. Welcome to another edition of Sunday Morning Magazine. Again, I'm Rodney Lear. Remember, you can always connect with us through social media. If you missed any portion of the interviews this morning or any of the interviews that we've done in the past, all you have to do is reach out to us on social media. You can like, follow, and share on Facebook, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Rodney Lear on Air. Or you can listen to the show anytime you like. Head to your favorite podcast app, anywhere you get your podcast, and subscribe to Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. My first guest is Elaine Igudin. He is the author of the book, A Family Maybe, Two Dads, Two Babies, and the Court Cases That Brought Us Together. It's our pleasure to welcome Lane Igudin to Sunday Morning Magazine. Good morning, Lane. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you. Let's talk about, first of all, let's start at the beginning. Let's talk about what led to your decision to adopt. Mm-hmm. So my partner and I wanted to raise a family. We wanted to have kids. And we had multiple routes available to us. We could have gone through you know, surrogacy or international adoption or foster adoption. And we decided that we really wanted to foster kids and adopt them from the foster system. So in the early 2000s, when you began your journey, what was the mm-hmm. adoption landscape like for same-sex couples? It really depended on where you lived at the time, because there are many states where you couldn't. And there are some states, what I call the green states, which would allow... And some states began to sort of reach out to, um, to gay individuals and, and, and couples, kind of inviting them because, you know, for various reasons, one of which was that, for example, here in Los Angeles, we had almost between 30 and 35,000 kids in the foster care system. And so there weren't enough homes. So um, let me ask you this. Some might ask, like, you knew going into, I assume, that you wanted to adopt. Why did you choose to become a foster parent instead of um, adopting? Um, by the time kids are available for adoption, basically the pool of potential kids is much smaller. So if you want to, um, if you have certain, you know, certain criteria of the, for, for the age or gender or medical conditions that you're open to, then you have to take, take on more and more risk. And with that, you have to kind of be be open more to foster foster to adopt route as opposed to just straight up adoption route so it's basically the the kids that are straight up available for adoption most of the time um, are, are those that are harder to place they tend to be older they tend to be in sibling sets uh, they might have uh, medical conditions that, requ- that require special care and so if you if you want to have access to a larger pool of potential kids, then you, you want to get certified as a foster parent first. OK, now. So as I understand it, you have two girls. And now how old were right. your girls when they came into your home for the first time? When we met our older daughter, she was she just turned one mm-hmm. and we, we started to visit her at the foster home that she was already in. But that was just a temporary placement at the time. And we brought her in. We, 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 she moved in with us, I would say, probably about four or five weeks later. Um, so, again, she, was, she, was, she, she wasn't walking. She was, she, was, she was 13, 14 months at the time. And then uh, her birth mother became pregnant again. And the county asked us if we would take in the newborn. And we said yes. So we had, uh, so we had our younger daughter since she was a newborn, straight from the hospital. Okay. The social worker brought her straight from the hospital. Oh, wow. So what was that experience like? So you had kind of both 
you had one that was in foster care system and one that you basically um, got from the hospital. What was those two experiences? Because they were different. What were they like for you guys? Right. So legally speaking, there were, there were the status was the same. They're both foster kids. They're actually the two sisters mm-hmm. that were placed with us. So first we had the older one and then the younger was was added to our family. Um, um, to our foster home at the time, but but all along we knew. I mean, the, everybody knew that we were there with the intent to take them in, and and if things don't work out with the birth families, to for them to stay with us and to be adopted as as our our you know as our children. Um, and I would say the combination of having two kids. 20 months apart was probably the hardest you can possibly imagine <laughs> because we had a newborn who had her own set of needs and, and everything else. We had a 20 month old pre toddler uh, who was on a completely different schedule and with, with, you know, different needs as well. So, and we were learning as we're, as we were going along because it was just the two of us. We didn't have like, you know, parents or extended family to help us. So it was just basically us and the kind of a supportive network of friends with kids of about the same age who b- became very much involved into, you know, in helping us uh, raise our kids. And in case you're just tuning in this morning, we're speaking to Lane Gooden. He is the author of the book, A Family Maybe, Two Dads, Two Babies, and the Court Case That Brought Us Together. When did you know that this was the right fit? When you, you know, you, you had the girls, they were in your home. When did you know that you guys had bonded and this was the right fit? You know, what's <laughs> the, the irony of it is that when we filled out our paperwork with the county originally, right, so we, we, we were intending to, to foster adopt, we put down a sibling set of two girls, ages zero to five, as, <laughs> as, as what we were looking for. Right. And when we, we ended up being offered basically one, one child, you know, at the time she was 12 months, we thought, okay, we'll take this one, and then maybe a few years down the line, we'll go back for, for the second one. So when we heard that that her sister is about to be born and she'll you know and we could have her as well, that was like that was like wow that was just just meant to be, you know in that sense. So we ended up with, with exactly what we what we asked for. So how soon did it take for you guys to bond to bond with the girls? For me, honestly, it was pretty much from the from the moment I saw uh, the older child. Mm-hmm. I was drawn to her. I was drawn to help her, but I was also trying to understand her and figure her out. Because, you know, you see this 12-month-old baby kind of, well, infant really crawling around, you know, playing with toys. Uh, she looks adorable, but, you know, you don't really, you know, you connect and you also try to learn a lot more at the same time. Uh, when it came to the newborn, there was like, you know, basically the moment <laughs> my, my, my partner opened the car, you know, the, the, the social, social worker's van and she was there in the, in the car seat. That was, that was, that was it. That was it. They that had you it. from the start, man. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So how long did it take from the time the girls entered your home to the time that you were able to legally adopt them? Overall, our process took three years. And we went through many ups and downs in the process and through uh, the risk intensified, especially with a younger daughter. Uh, we almost lost her four times. And one time it came very close. And I, I describe all this in, in a lot of detail um, in my book um, as to how things were developing, why were they happening the way they were and how we were dealing with it. 
Um, and it was hard. It was very hard at a sort of a kind of deeply and a deeply emotional level. So let's touch on that. So as a foster parent, you have these girls. What were some of your biggest fears? Um, obviously, um, losing them. But um, overall, let's talk about having these foster children, mm. bonding with them, wanting to adopt them. Um, let's talk about the, your biggest fears. What was that like? The biggest fear, and this is something we lived with for years, was that we will lose them. Mm-hmm. That we will, they'll be taken back into the system. You know, the, 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 that they might go back to the birth family. And I'll just be, I'll just be honest about it. Because at the beginning, when we got to know the birth parents, um, we were open. Uh, we, we were considering some sort of like an open arrangement where we would raise them, but they would still have access. But the more things progressed, the more we realized that, you know, the, the, the kind of situations they were dealing with, the kind of role models, the kind of, um, the kind of issues they had to resolve for themselves first, you know, it was just, it, it just wasn't going to work out. It just wasn't going to work out. So the, the fear of losing, the fear of loss, um, and also a fear that they would be separated. Because it, you know, um, in 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 the courtroom, um, you know, uh, with the kind of judges that we're dealing with was was willing to split them, or it looked like they were willing to split them. And so, we're, we're, are we going to keep the older one or the younger one or both of them? And how how is it going to be for the two of them that they were raising around the clock twenty four seven, and they know each other and they know us, you know, and especially the newborn knows only us as 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 her parents, as the adults to taking care of her and are bonding with her and that, you know, that she's grown up with, how is it going to be for them? Okay. So, um, so those were, those were the biggest fears at the time. Okay. And then along with that, I think getting into foster care, you know, that the goal is ultimately to reunite them with the family. And so you get into it and you have all these emotions. You're attached at this point, right? Right. The, the whole contradiction of being foster adoptive, I think, is at the very heart. And it, it, it's at the very heart of the process, too, because you're raising the kids, you know, you, you're raising them day after day, week after week, month after, and or like with us, year after year, not knowing if you get to keep them. And you, you're supposed to be the fully committed 24-7 parent to them. But then somebody in a courtroom 20 miles away decides that, oh, no, they're going to go someplace else. And they're supposed to just as happily give them up. Mm, right. Yeah. I mean, put yourself in that situation. That's exactly what we lived through for, for three years. It's like, you know, and, and, and what's happening is that there are multiple parties that are involved in, in the case. Right. And they, they, they have different agendas, different needs. And those things shift all the time. And all of that has a direct bearing onto the case and the future of the kids. But it has no bearing on the way we're raising the kids. You know, we're raising the kids the way the, the way we did yesterday, the way we will do tomorrow. And again, in case you're just tuning in, you're listening to Sunday Morning Magazine. I'm Rodney Lear. My guest this morning is Lane E. Gooden. The title of the book is A Family Maybe, Two Dads, Two Babies and the Court Cases that brought us together. Um, mm-hmm. For more information on the book, more information on our guests, reach out to us on social media, Instagram and Twitter at Rodney Lear on air, Facebook at Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear, like, follow, and share there. Or you can listen to the show anytime you like, head to your favorite podcast app, anywhere you get your podcasts, and subscribe to Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. Now, you touched on some of this, but let's talk about some of your challenges, the challenges you guys face when it came to adopting the, your two daughters. What are some of the challenges you guys faced? 
Well, I would separate the challenges of raising a child, which are probably common to any parent. Mm-hmm. You know, like let's say with a newborn, you know, we, we were learning that her different cries. It's like, you know, one type of cry would signal that she's hungry, another one that she's bored, another one that's something that she's uncomfortable or she needs to be changed. Like you, you learn these things as you go along. It's, it's you know, it's, this is just pure parenting, and I'm sure every parent will go through that. The um, a more different type of challenges that we face with were legal challenges because you have to realize that um, all the way until the parental rights of the parents were terminated, we were not part of the case. We're not part of the process. And it took years, literally, to get to that point. So there, there are all these parties making decisions about the kids that you're raising and you're completely powerless and, and, and you're not allowed to be to be in it. At some point, we hired a lawyer to um, to and applied for the de facto parent status on these kids, which is which is legal status that will allow you presence in the courtroom. The, the birth parents will still have all their rights. It doesn't affect the rights. It just says that you are the de facto parent and you could be in the courtroom as well and contribute to what's going on. And so we went in with this lawyer and it took about three minutes for, for the judge to say this is not necessary and to throw us out of the courtroom. Mm. We went to the court with that after the older child had been with us for eight or nine months, right? Which was longer than she was with her biological parent. Mm. And we were told it was not necessary and this will, you know, this will impede the process and we were thrown out. And so dealing with this powerlessness and learning about the system and learning um, basically who your allies are and who you can talk to and, and things like that. That was a very big part of what we went through. What is it that made you want to write the book? Why was it important for you to share and tell your story? I think, and I've noticed that the, the, the adoptive parent side of the story isn't really told. There are many narratives out there, you know, from the kids who grew up and went through, you know, for the foster care or through adoption. There are many, uh, uh, many narratives that describe, you know, the situations that birth parents uh, face when they, when they, then they lose their children or, you know, they lose their children to the system. Um, but as far as what is it like to actually go through this as an adoptive parent, especially when things go wrong as they, as they did, you know, I felt that side of the story was not told. And I also feel that I kind of felt that as adoptive parents, we were sort of like the very, like the very bottom of the food chain here, if you will. You know, everybody gets 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 to say everybody gets some sort of like, but we're sort of treated as a sort of like, you know, paid nannies, you know, in a way. Although the paid part was was very small compared to what it really costs, you know, in terms of raising the kids. And as far as the status, we were not nannies. We were their parents 24-7, you know, and we were, we were not treated with, with the type of respect that I felt that, that adoptive parents deserve, you know, by the system or by the court, you know, by the foster system or by the court system. So I felt like, you know, I think this story should be told from the inside. And that's what I'm trying to do in my book. Now, what impact did your adoption journey have on your relationship with your partner? You know, I think it really brought us together um, because we had to work, like, like I said, like two hands. There are, there are only two of us. So basically, you see what needs to be done, and you just pick it up and do it, right? You know, um, and we were very much on the same page when it came to the process. We were very much on the same page, just trying to work together. I mean, I'm telling you, like right now as we speak, you know, my partner and I 
uh, <laughs> we just figured out who's going to pick our uh, younger daughter from from school, you know, <laughs> because I'm I'm you know I'm giving this interview and and you know he's coming he's leaving work early to make it happen. That's how it's always been. So it really brought us together. On the other hand, it you know we, I had tensions in my family, and instead of resolving them, I think it's only exacerbated them. But when 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 we're talking about the relationship between me 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 and my partner and now my husband, and we've been together 26 years now at this point, um, it brought us it really brought us together. And and he if you ask him, you know he'll tell you that's probably the the, the biggest thing the, the biggest and the most important thing he's ever done. So let me ask you this. So um, you adopted the girls. Um, give us an update on the girls. We know that you adopted one when she was um, mm-hmm. almost a year old. One, um, you started your relationship with her when she was a newborn just from the hospital. How old are the girls today? They're young women. They're wonderful, um, gifted, um, beautiful young women. Um, so they're 17 and 19. Um, the older one graduated from high school. Um, and she um, she she started college. She she felt that she needed more time to you know kind of to find exactly who who she is, what she wants to do. So she's she's doing well. She's living on her own. We're supporting her, but she's also working. So uh, you know it's it's that age. You know mm-hmm. uh, sometimes it takes longer. Mm-hmm. Um, our younger daughter is a senior in, in high school. She is doing very well academically and she, she has like <laughs> amazing grades. She's also done a lot of community service. She's, she's a very caring, very giving, uh, person likes to volunteer. So she just applied to, and here well, we're in California. So she applied to go to UCs, uh, like UC Berkeley, UCLA, UC San Diego. That's, she wants to stay in California. Mm-hmm. And she she is interested in environmental science as her major. So she's a very serious person, kind of like 17 going on 30 in some ways. <laughs> uh, she knows what she wants, and we're here to support her 100%. Okay. What do you girls, what do they know about this uh, adoption journey? What do, what do they know, and how, are they, how have they adjusted over the years? That's a, that's a very good question. Um, we've been opening more and more and more to them about the details of the, of, of the journey um, and of where they came from. You know, I want them to, to, I want them to know that. I want them to be proud of, of what they came through, and especially in the case of her, of the older daughter, the challenges that, that, that she had to overcome because she, you know, the, the first year of her, of her, her life was pretty traumatic, mm-hmm. you know, before she got to us. So, yeah, but you think, the thing about it, you have to kind of break it down into, you know, basically kind of, um, you have to break it down to the level of, of which they're at, what they're able to receive and comprehend, you know, at that age. So mm-hmm. there, you know, there are things that you tell them when they're five that are appropriate at that time, things you tell them when they're 10, when they're 15. And of course, now that they're adults, I have no secrets. I have no secrets. And all this, you know, I'm, I'm very open about. All right. Well, we're out of time this morning. And if our listeners would like to find out more about you, more about your story and more about the book and get a copy of the book, how can they find out all this information and find out more? Well, um, my book is available on Amazon and Bookshop and Barnes and Noble. So it's, it, it is available. Um, they can reach out. I have a website, which is laneigoodin.com, L-A-N-E-I-G-O-U-D-I-N.com. So they're welcome to to, uh, to reach out to me through my website. I am on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. 
So I'll be I'll be so delighted to hear from anybody who reads this book. Well, we're out of time this morning. Thank you so much, Lane. Thanks for taking time to share your story with us. I really do appreciate it. And best of luck thank with you. the book. Thank you. And thank you for having me. Uh-huh. Thank you, Rodney. We've been speaking to author Lane Gooden. His book takes a look at the California foster care system and his battle to adopt his two daughters. The title of the book is A Family Maybe, Two Dads, Two Babies, and the Court Cases That Brought Us Together. Stick around. We'll be back with more Sunday Morning Magazine in a moment.